Well, the hailing frequencies are open. Kapla, everyone. Kapla. Kapla and Kaplop. Welcome to another episode of Nerd Like Me, the podcast for nerds like you, by nerds like us, by nerds like me and you. Mm. Oh, we're having so much fun making our podcast here, talking about all the geeky things that we used to get beat up for when we were children. And now we're broadcasting it to the planet. For fun and profit. And we've managed to find ourselves living lives where we exploit this this stupidity for our... uh, They told us this was useless knowledge. Exactly. That's what they said. And look at us now with earphones on our heads, with microphones Still on our spouting faces. useless knowledge, but blah, 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 blah. now you are listening to it. You're, you're the guy who told me uh, you're fucking nerd. Oh, you dropped it again. Uh, um, right. Yeah. What, uh, what's your name, young man? Uh, I'm Vinny uh, Doremus. I like to call you Vinny Deramu. Deramu. Oh, yes. The I'm, black nerd. I'm the black nerd. The black nerd. I'm Michael Ostrom. Last episode, we talked about our nerd credentials, and I left something out. I am married to an X-Wing pilot, mm. so suck on that, nerd. Mm. My wife, the beautiful actress Zachary Barton, appeared mm-hmm. as Commander Jen in the LucasArts video game. Pardon me, <clears throat> clearing my throat. Uh, Rebel Assault 2, she plays an X-Wing pilot, the first live-action actress in the Star Wars universe to be an X-Wing pilot, and she gets blowed up real good right away. I saw it. She wore the suit. Unfortunately, she didn't wear it home, but she wore the X-Wing jumpsuit. That, that would have been like a thing for you, wouldn't it? Let's not talk about that. Okay. Um, Star Wars is my thing. Mm. It's our thing. But yeah, I know. But I, was, it, 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 I, I hate to have to choose, like, in a... Ooh, this is going to get sad. In a Sophie's Choice kind of way. Mm. But um, if I had to choose between Star Trek Star Wars, I'd go to a galaxy far, far away mm. rather than boldly mm. going where no one had gone before. Mm. You, my friend, on the other hand, are a bit more of a Trekker. Yes. Trekker, thank you. Thank you for Trekker. Not Trek E. Nah, you got it. Hey, I know, I know. I don't those have to get, of you, you only know, need to get slapped once. We all know that there is a an ever evolving battle between Trekkies and Trekkers. And then the jocks come in and give them both wedgies, yeah, and that's no, the end no, of it. And then no. some crying happens. Then it doesn't. Um a hell of beans after that. With that in mind, today's episode is gonna be focusing <clears throat> on Sadly, but happily, in a celebratory way, the great, the late great, Leonard Nimoy. Ah, as you know, Star Trek is my thing. It is your thing. And, uh, you know, I, uh, you know I, one thing I will say is that when, on his passing, mm-hmm. I was contacted by just about everyone, well, not everyone. Yeah, I, did, me, I didn't but, contact no, you, so didn't contact that shows how much I care, but go on. But they... I think everyone thought I was going to do something. You are a lot of people's touchstone for Star Trek, aren't you? Yeah, they like you know my, my a friend of mine you know thought thought that I was like, what are you doing today? What yeah, are you doing? yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, I wish you were here. I, could, I need a big hug. And oh. I was like, you know, I, I just kind of, you know, one of the billions of mm. immortal things that he ever said was, the needs of the many far outweigh the needs of the few. Star Trek Two: Wrath of Khan. Right. Right before he went into the warp chamber. Right. right, right, right. You know, I mean, that in and of itself is that's a lesson. It is. You know, you you gave you give that Spock to Shatner. Uh, sorry, give that line to Shatner. Right. You know, you think it would have the same gravity? It would go a little something like the needs of yes the many no out way the needs of the one. And Did already like my eyes are rolling yeah, back in my head. Like right, the but when I hear Leonard Nimoy say it, you go, oh, oh yeah. my God. Like, oh, you know, like when, I say, when I say to another friend of ours, you know, you have and shall always be my friend. It brings him to tears. It does every time. Yeah. He, he's always like, oh. We're talking he, about you, Tommy. He, gra- he grabs his heart and he's uh, like, oh, oh, oh my God. Oh, now in the oh reboot, they kind of switch that around. 
where old Kirky Boy was <laughs> the new Boy Kirk. Uh, yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like to call him Boy Kirk. It's like Boy Chick. <laughs> hey, Boy Chick. Ah, you, in, you in the yellow shirt. You're so good running around. Oh, I like the way you do that. You know, the thing about Nimoy is he brought a lot of his own self to the role of, of Spock because it was something back then. Think about it. That role was created in the 60s. Yeah. And there wasn't a lot of reference for, oh, well, uh, an alien. You know, an alien, a half human, half Vulcan alien, yeah. nonetheless. Yeah. So he brought a lot of things to it. Um, in a season three, episode sixteen, uh, one of the lines that stuck with me through my uh, through my growth was uh, when he said, "Change is the essential process of all existence." Mind blown. Wow. I was it. Ju- I just said. You take that, <laughs> think about it. It's like a lesson in entropy and impermanence, you, you know, all wrapped up with a pointy ears and a blue shirt. You know, what, what's one of the biggest lessons in life? Things are going to change. Yeah, you're going to die. You know, you got, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, hey, too much? Right, oh. you know, well, I mean, that happens at the end. But, <laughs> but in Star Trek land, apparently you can get shot down to I a mean, new planet and you can come back. And what he brought to that as an actor is yeah. just, it's un... Well, let's let's talk about his acting. Mm. Uh, if you, uh, I'm going to cop to not having read I Am Spock or the <clears> follow-up I Am Not Spock, mm. but I did read deeply... His Wikipedia page. Um, mm. But no, we're both A lot actors. of information. We've both done yeah. some acting in our life, and we yeah. do respect the process and the craft and whatnot. And mm. he was a serious actor. He was the real deal. From a young age, uh, he, I think he did Yiddish theater. He's from Boston. Um, his grandfather encouraged him. And then he moved to L.A. or to California, to Southern California. He studied at the Pasadena Playhouse. He emulated Marlon Brando. So he was a Stanislavskian actor. He was mm-hmm. a deep method actor. I and he he toiled quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. passing the playoffs. Hmm. He toiled quite a bit in a lot of TV shows before he landed Star Trek. That's true. But he, and he played a lot of like apparently in the fifties he played a lot of like greaser thugs with yeah. blades and I, stuff. I, 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 oh god, there's one I wish it was a mystery science theater. Oh no, uh, movie that he was actually. Oh really? In. Yeah, yeah, and they, it was they, they spoofed. It was yeah. pretty. Yeah, I remember. I was like, that's one of the only. And then when Star Trek wrapped the original series, he went back into the theater. Like he did Tevian Fiddle on the Roof somewhere. You know, yeah. And he was always I very actually, much in touch with his I, Jewish yeah. roots. People may not know that the the whole "live long and prosper" hand symbol is actually a um, um an ex Catholic. So what do I know? But it is a mm. it's something from I think Orthodox Judaica. But it's something the rabbi does during a particular something. That's that's it. The goyim's going to wow. stop now because I don't want to. If I was in, if I was in temple, I'd be oh my god, and then yeah. they'd go oh, wait, oh, shut up. If they if you were in temple, they'd say, oh, can we help you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, you can put the catering over there. That's Thank right. You. That's right. Um, so, but you know, going back to an actor, you know, yeah. him as an actor. Yeah. Look at any episode and watch how he walks through yeah. the corridors yeah. of the ship. Like there, there's one scene where he was walking towards uh, a communications panel because he was summoned over the over the ship's uh, yeah. PA system, and just the way he he fucking he, the way he walked to that panel. Yeah. I was like, God, he's cruising. He know he he. Ah, oh, God, he's so. Ah, oh, that confidence, <laughs> smart. I mean, just He's focused. The guy, man. The you know, guy, I would say dude. everyone. Everyone loves to kind of do their Shatner, like I just did. Um, you don't. <laughs> no one does a Spock. I think you don't. No one. You can't mock the Spock. No, you can't. Because the dude, he did it. He, well, he, he committed on this. You know, on the set that was. Come on, it was cardboard walls. Well, he, you know, he was. He was. Uh, every planet was a soundstage. Well, that's the difference between. Someone who's playing a character and someone who is, is Being the character. The, character. Yeah. the Live Long and Prosper came from him. Mm. He, he contributed that. You to know the what show. else came from him? What? The Vulcan Death Grip. Oh, the Nerve Pinch? Now, yes. Uh, for those Nerve Pinch is a little more classy than Death Grip. Come on. No, well, it's. Does it kill people? Does it kill people? 
It can. Oh. And you know how it came up because uh, forget the episode. Uh, so forgive me, those out there. Write us a letter, uh, nerd. Yeah, let us know. Um, Shoot us out, you nerds. Anyway, they wanted him to hit Kirk over the head with a phaser. Mm. It was in the episode where Kirk mutinied. He yeah. was the acting captain. No, it will. And no, I don't. He and Kirk and Kirk mutinied against Spock. Yeah. And so you know, I'm sure a lot of the cast members actually wanted him to hit him over the head. Ah, that's but, what they say. But Nimoy thought, as a Vulcan, that it was too primitive yeah. and inelegant. Yeah. Yeah. Those were his words. Primitive and inelegant, Alex. That's a classy guy. It's a vocabulary. Who the, you know... Who, <laughs> oh, Allie's here. <laughs> yeah. Who, who on this... Yeah, I'm talking to, I'm talking to Allie. I'm going to talk to Mo then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll talk to... I'm going to talk to Mo. I mean, yeah, you know. But he said no, and he came up with it on the spot. Yeah. The nerve pinch. Yeah. And then it became Vulcan lore for the rest of the franchise history. Sure. Now, the only time... Well, not the only time. There were a couple of times, but one of the few times that a non-Vulcan used that patented death grip. Who's that? That was Jean-Luc Picard. Oh, what? How did he do that? I don't remember that from the next oh, generation. Yeah. How did he learn to <clears throat> pinchy pinch? He used it in the episode when they were in pursuit of the Maquis, uh-huh. and Tim Russ played Devore. He played a Maquis. Who, oh. The Maquis were a... Uh, this is before the, Tim Russ played Tuvok. It was before Tuvok. I love how Star Trek uses actors That's again. Eh? And, and he, fun. but he was just human in that one. Uh-huh. Even though if you look at the picture, he still looks Vulcan. I don't know. Maybe well, that's because I saw him That's between much, you but, and Tim Russ. Yeah. But he, <laughs> he, it was the, the Enterprise was sent to chase the Maquis because the Maquis were rogue Starfleet officers who felt like Starfleet, oh, they're not taking us seriously. Oh, this is BS. Oh, corporate, yeah. blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, you know, probably what any, you know, they were very liberal, let's say. Yeah. And uh, they didn't. They didn't lockstep. Yeah. You know, they they yeah. weren't. Uh, you know, it's they a weren't. Square Federation. Yeah. The yeah. Feds. Yeah. The feds. Exactly. Let's call it the Feds. That's what that's what they called them. With the Feds, probably. Feds. And he actually oh, a bunch of Ron Paul it. supporters out there in space. <laughs> and do you know that the lore is he learned it from Spock? Oh, Picard did? Yes. Because oh, I know, you know, Leonard Nimoy showed up as yeah, Spock. You know, that's the space thing. Space time whenever continuum. Whenever a new franchise in Star Trek, and you wanted to bring in that gravitas, of course you could bring in Shatner. But when you're bringing Nimoy to Next Generation, and then to the new rebooted films, it's wonderful that he's in the new re- rebooted films and has a scene with Zachary Quinto. And it's really touching. Mm. I'm so glad he got those in before he passed away. Because yeah. it really does. I mean, I, I, I got to admit, I'm a little like, wait a minute. It's the well, same you know, they, they wanted Kurt. Or they didn't want Kirk. Kirk wanted to do it. Nah, some lawyer somewhere but, is still talking about uh, that. No, sure. Abrams was like, nah, you know really? what, dude? You know that for a fact? I don't know that for... It was nah. rumor. Let's put it out there. It was then. all speculation. Believe yeah. it. Yeah, let's, let's start the rumor. Vinny said Basically, it. Basically, Abrams said, uh, you know what? You're hard to work with. Everybody knows that. And he said that from his blimp that he lives in. J.J. Abrams lives yes, in the blimp. exactly. And it, it's parked in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. has flying monkeys that take him mm-hmm. everywhere he goes. Believe mm-hmm. that, too. Yep. For a little research for today's episode... Uh, I screened last night in my private screening room, which is my laptop and my Netflix account, mm. um, the Plato Stepchildren episode. Because you know what I, uh, you know why I wanted to brilliant. see that episode? Because as a child, I remember the bitter dregs song, bitter dregs, uh, being bitter that's dregs. one place where people did make fun of Spock, right? <laughs> so I thought I want to see this episode and see how bad is this bitter dregs song. I'll tell you what, the song is not called Bitter Dregs; it's called Maiden Wine. Exactly, and it's beautiful. Yes, it's really beautiful. Isn't that an actual song? No. I don't know. It's a Star Trek song. Well, no, I thought it was an actual song. Yeah, ACDC recorded it. No, yeah. no, no, no. But no, it's not I a mean like, like a... Bitter 
old, like an old, oh, like an old Greek yeah. song, you know, like Drink libation, you know, like libation bears. Well, they were yeah. Platonians. I mean, here's the thing. Yeah. I do, I love oh, and hate this episode. Saying, Let me yeah. talk about this episode for a second. Right, yeah. It was one of those episodes as a kid. We're like, oh come on. They landed on a planet where everyone's wearing Greek clothes. Clearly, that's what they had in the Paramount Studios back lot. <laughs> the ionic columns, the little man dresses, the dopey beards, you know, all that stuff. That appeared in So I'm like, okay, I'm going to mock this episode. Sound. And this episode is 50-50 for me. Maybe, maybe a little 60-40 in terms of good, bad. Some of it is hokey, hokey. Like, I'm Tweedledee, I'm Tweedledum. When, he's, when Parmion, yeah, or whatever oh, his name yeah, is, yeah. is controlling them with his minds. Yeah. But then, as an adult watching it, all of the controlling with their mind stuff, it, it's really torture. It's yeah, another one of those yeah. episodes where Spock is forced to have emotion and Bones like, it'll kill him, it'll kill him, damn it. <laughs> but then they then it's creepy. They bring down Chapel and Uhura, right? Yep. Oh, God. And next thing you know, they're wearing the... I'm like, it yeah. becomes like, uh, not to get too serious, but it's like an assault. Yes. When they make them kiss each other. Exactly. It's really horrible yeah. in a way. And see, but this is the brilliance of Star Trek. Yeah. Because... Seeing it as an adult, I think. They took on social issues well, and actually... This Happens to very sorry to interrupt, but this happens to be the very episode when Kirk and Uhura kiss. I know. And See, watching the episode, knowing that was coming, there's a there's I an actor who plays um the the assistant. Uh, I forget it, Alexander, uh, is the character's name, and he's a little person. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, he yeah, doesn't yeah, have yeah. the power, so he's everyone's slave. Yep. And Kirk has this moment with him, which is really good. Shatner does a really good I job of this, that. where he says, exactly. um, <laughs> he asks Kirk, "Are there people like me on your planet?" And he said. Or the more people like you. I think Kirk actually said, the more people like you. And you can see the actor go, what do you mean, like little people? And Kirk says, they don't have the power. And you see the relief on the little guy's face, yeah, the little yeah. man's face, uh, the actor's that's, face. And that, that's good that's stuff. That's built in. You know? But that statement, that's and Kirk comes back and says, where I come from, there is no color, there is no race, there is no, you know, because it's a future Star Trek land. So this is a yeah. 1960s audience. Yeah. Um, Obviously, that's not but the then reality we live in. But there are other moments in the episode when Spock is forced to dance the Tarantella on Kirk's head. <laughs> <laughs> I love and, that. And in classic uh, old Star Trek fashion, they cut wide to what is clearly <laughs> a different human being yeah. wearing his costume. And it gets costume. faster and faster. <laughs> and he's really good and at it. it gets faster and faster. The head shape, yeah. the wig shape, doesn't, yeah. it's like the old SCTV <laughs> prickly stunt double thing, you know? That is not Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> but he has some great moments as an actor. He really sells oh, it. He takes so brilliant. Watching it last night, I realized I don't mind anymore that these are cheesy sets and costumes, and it's a cheesy conceit yeah. to just spend less money on costumes with this pl- this race of Platonians who lived in Plato's time and came here and whatever eugenics, blah blah blah. He really, really, really sells it. He does a great job as an actor. Well, I will say this in closing: it yeah. would be cool if the Genesis plot from Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan, yeah, were actually to be true. No, I have to disagree with that. Well, that means he would come back to life. We'd oh, yeah, find but, him later. Well, that was one part that I was kind of like, wait, he's what? Well, okay, if he's going to come back to life, why did his... It's a little cheesy. That's where, like, retconning comes in. It's like, uh, oh, his, we left him on that planet long enough to become okay. middle-aged again. Yeah, cheesy plot twist. Well, he's I not going to be 25. He's not going to have a virile young body. No, he's exactly the age we <laughs> left him out. What are the chances? But that makes sense. It makes sense in casting, sure. Nah, it makes sense to me, period. Why, why would it... Well, suddenly he's going to be reborn? Wow, that's, it's not the I fountain did, of youth. I declare it's, myself it's unconvinced... Um, Nimoy went on to direct, of course, some yes. of the greatest Star Trek films. Yes. Star Trek Three, Search for Spock. Uh, Star Trek Four, The Voyage Home, which the whale one, the San Francisco whale one. Right. Some which people think that turned it into comedy, but I think it needed something like that at yeah. that point. The yeah. franchise needed, and it, it reinvigorated it. And he had a deft hand as a director. They did Three Men and a Baby. Um, he didn't. He directed a lot of television. Well, and you know, one of my favorite shows as a kid yeah. was. In search, show, in search of. In search of. In search of. In search of. And Leonard Nimoy's voice. Yeah. You know, like uh, Mount Arawat. 
that always, yeah, you know, when you, they were one. looking for the Ark, oh, you know, they were like, oh, Mount Arrowhead, you know. So it's like, God, the Loch Ness Monster. Well, it's a, he's and when a, he spoke, it just meant something. You get the impression Other people that he, speak, it means he tried to distance himself from Star Trek, which was sad in the 70s, you know, but... Ultimately, well, it looks like he embraced it before I think he even any, directed. Any actor is going to try to do that. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's so many cases of it. You know, Kirk tried to do it. He did it with T.J. Hooker. T.J. Well, I surely T.J. Hooker. Although I don't surpassed think really Star Trek in terms of quality. With that. Um, you guys his, know T.J. Hooker. Yeah. <laughs> remember that show? No, you don't remember. It was a bad cop show. Kirk was the cop. Adrian's Med. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It was a, a did you read uh, Mr. Nimoy's final tweet? No. No, it was heartbreaking. I'll read it to you right now. It was on the February 22nd. A life is like a garden. Perfect moments can be had, but not preserved, except in memory. Mm-hmm. And then he signs them, LLAP, live long and prosper. Talk about embracing your legacy, you know? And what a legacy he had as a consummate professional with all of that training, all those chops, bringing it into what could have been a real, I'm going to swear now, a real shit show. Mm. And I think he gave this series its gravitas. He scared the hell out yes. of the, the 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 suits for the first time. They, they made him. He looked too devilish. Yeah, the yeah, the green alien yeah. was very anti-Christian, yeah. and that's you know Gene Roddenberry again. That's another episode, but the brilliance to birth yeah. Star Trek. It sure. just think about what Star Trek did. Yeah. It, it predated Star Wars. Sure. There may just, not have been a Star Trek without a Star Wars. Do, I, do I dare say that a Star I, Wars uh, without a Star Trek? Rather? You just said it. Write me a letter, nerd. You just said it. Meet me outside. I'll beat you up. Yeah. And yeah, we heard that a lot as kids. <laughs> Did we? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's all the time we have on Nerd Like Me for this week. Rest in peace, Leonard Nimoy. Thank you for listening. Rest in peace. And as we always say, hmm. throw me the idol. Throw me the flux capacitor. What? What's, what's that from? Watch the movie.